This is the Fantasy Football Unlimited Podcast with your host, Kevin Murray. Yes, indeed. What an exciting day. This podcast has been years in the making. Now, rather than waiting another five years or so, I suppose now is a better time than ever to get things started. The fantasy football playoffs are underway, which is such a great time of the year. Championships will soon be won, but that also means that the fantasy season will come to an end soon for everyone. Now, as sad as that is for all of us to love this game so much, the truth is fantasy doesn't ever have to end. It's always on to the next season. Whether you're playing Dynasty or just a diehard football fan, you know that the NFL offseason is as entertaining as any sport in the world. From free agency to the draft to mini camps, into training camps, there's no, there's no shortage of relevant content that will keep you engaged and prepare you for the next fantasy football season. And with all that content, there are endless amounts of resources and industry analysts and content creators that are dedicated to help us along the way. As you may or may not know, I love fantasy football. I truly do. The game, the experience, the excitement that it brings to our lives, the way that, it, that, that fantasy keeps people connected, the way that it creates new connections, and all of the fun that we share together when playing the game. There are few things in this world quite like the fantasy football league experience. I've been playing this amazing game for 27 years. I've seen a lot over this time, and I've experienced so many great memories tied to this game. I've also seen some quirky things along the way, which will which definitely have shaped my path and perspective quite a bit. I'll share some of those experiences on this podcast episode today. Now, this first episode will serve as an origin story to kick off the Fantasy Football Unlimited podcast. I figure sharing some of my background with you will certainly help you understand where I'm coming from as we enter this journey together and share the best that fantasy football has to offer. Now, as a kid, I loved sports. I was obsessed. If I wasn't in the yard playing a sport, I was inside simulating a football game or baseball game with my toys and figurines, or I was playing sports video games. I didn't watch cartoons. I watched SportsCenter. You wouldn't find me not wearing a, a uniform, a jersey, a starter jacket, or a new era hat as a kid. Sports were everything to me. From the earliest age, the NFL draft was my second favorite day of the year, aside from Christmas. Once upon a time, the entire draft took place on the weekend, so I would dedicate the entire Saturday and Sunday to consuming as much draft coverage as possible. I loved the stories. I loved the excitement. I loved the anticipation of what might happen in that next season with those draft picks. As soon as I was asked, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say that I either, I either wanted to be a professional athlete on SportsCenter or I wanted to be covering the sports like Dan Patrick or Chris Berman on SportsCenter or NFL primetime. The first football season that I can remember being totally captivated by was in 1985. I was just a kid, but I always remember those 85 Bears as they, they left a huge impression on me with all the characters and personalities they had. From Coach Ditka to Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, William the Refrigerator Perry, that legendary defense with Mike Singletary and Richard Dent and Dan Hampton, Dave Dewerson, the near undefeated season they had in the Super Bowl shuffle. It was so easy to fall in love with the game that season. Naturally, I was a Seattle sports fan I, I, growing up in the area, and I knew that I was obligated to love Steve Largent, which was so easy, uh, and other lo local players as well. But with the Seattle sports scene not having the best decade in the 80s, my desire for sports content led me to see sports from a more of a national perspective, where I would develop an appreciation for specific players throughout the leagues as opposed to just my hometown teams. 
around that time, I also had began collecting baseball cards and other sports cards. Now, this obviously reinforced my love for individual players around the country. Obviously, with card collecting, the concept of value was front and center, and those players with the best stats were certainly the cards you wanted to acquire. It didn't take long for me to become obsessed with looking at the stats on the back of the cards and enjoying sports through that same lens. Whether I was playing video games or playing organized sports myself, I would try to keep stats on everything. I loved it. Games like the original Tecmo Bowl, Double Dribble, RBI Baseball, they didn't keep stats, but I did. I kept stats for those video games, and I, and I used to love keeping my own stats during baseball and basketball seasons. Now, stats and sports stories consume me as I tore through sports sections of newspapers and my sporting news subscriptions and Sports Illustrated magazines. Then when the 90s hit, I first heard the term fantasy football on ESPN. I remember seeing some footage of a large banquet hall or something where they had a ton of people and they're drafting their fantasy football leagues. The piece on ESPN talked about the growth of the fantasy football game, which had an impression on me given my own love for football and for statistics. Fast forward to the summer of 1995 when I opened up a sporting news newspaper and I found an ad for the sporting news fantasy football challenge. I didn't know anyone that played fantasy sports or anyone that had ever even mentioned the word fantasy or fantasy football, but I knew that at that moment I just had to play. So I convinced my mom to sign me up, and it was perfect. It was a salary cap game where you'd mail in or phone in your your lineups and compete with people all over the country. Now, my girlfriend's dad had a fax machine in their home, which would get me those results faxed on Wednesday mornings, and there was nothing more that I looked forward to than hearing the noise of that fax machine churning out the weekly results and standings. At the end of the season, I had finished in first out of my 25-team division, in the top 10 of my 250-team conference, and in the top 200 out of thousands and thousands of contestants. I won a big chunk of money, but more important than that was the experience I had playing that incredible game. I was hooked. I was in high school around that time, and I had a part-time job stocking shelves at a Napa Auto Part distribution center. It was a fun job where I got to work with a ton of great people. And that's, that's where I met my, my all-time fantasy football nemesis and rival, John J.L. Showtime Lansangen. This guy has won more championships than anyone in our home league, and you'll probably learn more about him in later episodes. So stalkers at Napa were mostly part-time employees. They got freight on the warehouse shelves, and then the pickers, which were mostly older full-time employees, they'd pick the parts that would get shipped off to the stores. Now, I was pretty social around that warehouse. I talked more than I stalked, that's for sure. And I had, I had picked up through some eavesdropping that a bunch of these full-time employees had a fantasy football league. I really wanted to play in that league, so I, I had to do something to initiate some conversations with those guys. At night, when the pickers would head home, we'd still be there stocking shelves. Now, I strategically decided to leave scrap paper where I would jot down player rankings, player stats, in and around the league commissioner's picking station so that he'd find them the next day and wonder who it was that was so into fantasy football. Now, the master plan absolutely worked. It sparked conversations of football and and into fantasy football, which led me, this young kid, to get invited into that fantasy league. Now, we had live drafts, called in our lineups, tabulated scores from the newspapers, and we had an absolute blast. I had such a good time playing in that league for several years. Now, things went great, uh, but I do recall an incident where a league member got really fed up with some trash talk, that ended up, and the, the guy ended up dropping his entire team in some deranged attempt to blow up the league. 
Then in 2001, I married that girl from high school with that magic fax machine. We moved down to California where I would begin chiropractic school. It was an awesome time meeting all the new classmates, knowing that we'd be sharing several years together. And as school began, that thought the thought occurred to me that starting a fantasy football league with a bunch of these guys would be a fun way to help us bond and connect. Yahoo had just added fantasy sports online, so this seemed like a great idea, and it absolutely was. During our years together in school, we'd play fantasy baseball, basketball, football, year-round. Our league would fill up the computer lab with guys all over the waiver wire and doing research and players rather than on anatomy and physiology. We had a great time, and, and I really enjoyed being the commissioner and organizing everything. But a couple years into school, I discovered a big money league that had a bunch of influential chiropractors around the country in it. Just as I was able to work my way into that original Napa Auto Parts League, I was able to provoke an invite into this high-stakes league, which had a huge impact on me. I loved that league. I considered that, that league my primary league for several years, and I looked, I looked at the school leagues as just more of a fun thing we did on the side with, with friends. After we graduated and moved on, those leagues dwindled down to just an annual fantasy football league that, that grew smaller and smaller each year. Now that certainly made sense given we were all starting out our careers and became busy with life. Fast forward a few years, and that big money league was still my primary focus. But I did end up inviting some of my friends and family members into that original league that I commissioned just to keep, keep it going and share the game of fantasy with some people that hadn't played before. We did a couple online drafts and had some, had some fun with it. Now around that same time, that big money league encountered an issue. The season ended and people were waiting for their payouts. The payouts were delayed and delayed and delayed and the commission went silent. The commission essentially ran off with the money. Now, if I recall, I think the commission had, had, fall, had fallen on some rough times, borrowed from the Fantasy League bank, and it just wasn't able to refund the money and just went silent. Now, this experience was wild, and it triggered me to look back at some of the other events that I had experienced in Fantasy Leagues where the guy dumped his team to sabotage the league because of some bad trash talk. Uh, and I also remember another league where a guy freaked out because he thought the commission was messing around with the scores when in reality it was just a Yahoo stat correction. It was at that time, which was around 2010 or so, where I had an epiphany. I realized I needed to make a change. I loved fantasy football so much, but I was dependent upon other leagues where the events that you know could take place that were completely out of my control. It can totally sabotage the experience of the league. I looked around my world at the time and I started to tally up all the people that I knew locally that also loved the game of fantasy. And sure enough, there were several incredible candidates that I had thought would be very interested in a live and local fantasy league. I thought to myself, with my passion for the game and, and just some of my natural creativity, I had an opportunity to create a dreamlike fantasy football league experience. At that moment, I decided that I would do everything that I could to create the greatest fantasy football league in the world. I spoke with a couple of my friends about the ideas that I had and then put the plans into motion. With that original league that I created on Yahoo in 2001, I informed some of the guys that were in other parts of the country that would be converting to more of a local league, and then I, I began recruiting friends and family members to assemble the best group that I could. That refreshed league roster now had friends of mine from elementary school, junior high, high school, college, family members, and other people that just had a huge impact on me during my lifetime. Now, when that first live draft took place, I don't think they had any idea what they were getting themselves into. 
I did what I could to make the draft spe- setup special. I had custom logos created for all of the managers, set up a round of golf before the draft, put together a fun speech for the event, unveiled a league trophy, and recorded all of the festivities with video and photography. Shout out to my brother for helping with the graphics on the logos and in the future drafts, some of our banners and posters. During the season, I created weekly power rankings for the league, and I did what I could to to keep everyone engaged. Now, between 2012 and 2015, I tried every year, every draft, to make it bigger and better. With custom mini helmets with their logos, adding more and more draft day decorations, and doing more and more weekly videos on our league's YouTube channel. I had a green screen in our garage, and I would spend so many hours making videos and editing videos. And then, in 2015, I got word of a Commissioner of the Year contest that ESPN was doing, which led me to spend time on Twitter, where I discovered a whole new world. I had no idea that all these fantasy industry people existed. I found so many like-minded people that were passionate about football and the game of fantasy football. I had no idea that so many people... Uh, existed out there fantasy football experts and contributors it was amazing i won't forget finding the fantasy footballers on there three guys just stuck in their you know kids bedroom making fantasy football content i was prompted to read fantasy life from matthew barry learn more about his career path and previously i had always just made up my own rankings i read a few fantasy magazines and i put together my own rankings prior to drafts i remember watching in-season video clips from yahoo analysts like brandon funston and andy barons and brad evans but in my pre-draft prep i didn't know any of these analysts putting content out there in the industry i just did it myself and once we got word of that commissioner of the year contest everything changed i began sharing some of the content that we were making for our leagues And my league mates and friends really rallied around me trying to get that exposure and share with the world what I did for the league. And during that time, I met so many new people on Twitter and in the fantasy football industry that loved what we were doing and were so supportive and encouraging about what I was doing as a commissioner and about what our league represented. And ESPN noticed. They were running the Commissioner of the Year contest, which consisted of them naming a Commissioner of the Week each week of the season. They would provide weekly awards uh, with unique gift prizes each week for the Commissioner of the Week winner. So this was during the 2016 season, and midway through the season, I won Commissioner of the Week. The prize that I won was to be interviewed on Fantasy Focus, the podcast for ESPN with Field Yates. It was so exciting. It was so much fun telling our story. And then for the grand prize, at the end of the season, ESPN and Pizza Hut put together a panel of experts to decide which Commissioner of the Week would win Commissioner of the Year. I was named a finalist, and then Field Yates hosted a live show to award and name the Commissioner of the Year. And sure enough, I won. It was such an exciting time, so much fun, and I got so much support from people all over Twitter in the fantasy industry, and fantasy enthusiasts all over the country. The award package was incredible. It was over $20,000 in prizes. I won a custom Commissioner of the Year ring with my name on it with diamonds and rubies. I won free pizza from Pizza Hut for two or three years, a $5,000 Amazon gift card, a custom red Commissioner of the Year blazer, which if you've seen me at some fantasy events around the country, I often bring it, and a trip for two to ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut to spend the day at the 2017 Fantasy Football Ranking Summit where all of the ESPN Fantasy comes together 
and sets the rankings for the upcoming season. This consisted of me and a friend flying to New York, being picked up by ESPN, and driven out to Bristol, Connecticut. That was an experience I will never forget. My friend John and I spent the entire day with Matthew Berry and Field Yates and Stefania Bell, Mike Clay and Daniel Dopp, and so many other impactful people from ESPN Fantasy. And for a kid obsessed with ESPN every day of my life growing up, to be able to tour ESPN and see the Sports Center set, stand on it, sit at the desk, and tour the entire campus, it was an absolutely surreal experience. Something that I will never forget. So for a kid growing up who always wanted to be on Sports Center, this pretty much filled that dream. It was unbelievable. And again, that support and appreciation and love that I got on Twitter through the fantasy football industry is something I am so grateful for, and it really inspired me to try to do more. This also led to so many new connections. In 2018, the Scott Fishbowl kicked off, and, and teams were drafted, and I really didn't know exactly what SFB was. So I took a deep dive into SFB, learned all about Scott Fish and, and the things that he was doing and, and those involved were doing for charity, and it, and it really impressed me. And the coolest thing was, after the draft took place, there were some teams that were orphaned, and Scott reached out to me and, and offered me an invite to take over a team before the season started. I was so excited. I got to be involved in SFB8. It was an incredible season. You know, I made the playoffs, and it was so much fun. But even more special was just to be involved with this industry and this community. Around that exact same time, a couple of my friends, John JL Showtime and Dr. Michael Weir, who was a part of that original 2001 fantasy football league that I started, we went to the National Fantasy Football Convention in Fort Worth, Texas, and I wore that red jacket, that Commissioner of the Year jacket everywhere. It was so much fun meeting so many different people, industry icons like Brad Evans and Brandon Funston, Liz Loza, Stefania Bell was there. At that time, I was interacting a ton with the fantasy footballers, so getting to meet Andy, Mike, and Jason in person there was, was an absolute blast. And there was a ton of guys that were rising up in the industry. You know, Jake Hubman from the Fantasy Headliners. Nate Hamilton, getting to meet him and spending some time with him was, was outstanding. Andrew Erickson, now with Fantasy Pros. There were so many athletes there, NFL players that we got to meet, young players on the rise. Even Patrick Mahomes was at this event. And the highlight for me was they did a mock draft where they had some NFL players along with a bunch of just people from the crowd perform a mock draft for the upcoming season. Matthew Berry was hosting the mock draft and they were up on stage prior to the draft getting started. We were out in the audience and you could see that they were up there discussing kind of how it was going to flow and what, what was going to happen out there. And then all of a sudden Matthew Berry comes to the front of the stage and points to me and waves me over. And then I go up on the stage and he's like, hey, listen, Kevin. We need to, let's, have, let's make you the commissioner of this mock draft, the unofficial commissioner of the National Fantasy Football Convention. So when things started, Matthew introduced me to the crowd, said some really kind words about me, allowed me to share some of my recommendations for making leagues fun uh, with the crowd. And it was just such a, a great experience and a very kind gesture for Matthew to, to pull me up on the stage and, and let me share a few things with the crowd. The next year, my friends and I went back to Dallas uh, for the SportsCon, which was essentially the continuation of NFFC. 
There we met up with a ton of people from the previous year, Nate Hamilton. We met Kate and Michelle from the Fantasy Ball Blast podcast. So many great people were down there. And I even still play in a fantasy, a dynasty fantasy league with people from that event. We participated in Draft Night Out for the first time. I had a great time and it was definitely a memorable event. Now, having met so many incredible people at this point within the fantasy industry and seeing how many people were, were just dedicating their time and energy to make fantasy football content, uh, I really wanted to do something to help bring, bring a spotlight to these people. So I created and developed the Fantasy Football Unlimited website. This was created to serve as a portal into the fantasy football industry. There's so many resources out there that the average fantasy football consumer is not aware of. In my personal experience as a 20-plus year fantasy football player, it took years and years and years for me to realize how much was actually out there. Most consumers just take in the content that's, that's available on the host website. If they play on Yahoo, they probably listen to some Yahoo analysts or read Yahoo content. If they play on ESPN, they probably listen to ESPN content and read ESPN articles. The average consumer just doesn't know these people exist. And for me, having you know just fallen in love with like the Fantasy Footballers podcast or JJ Zacharyson's podcast or our different websites and resources out there, I wanted more exposure for these people. I want the game of fantasy football to grow. And growth happens when you fall in love with the game. The deeper you dive into the content, the more fun you'll have in your fantasy leagues. The more fun you have in your fantasy leagues, the, the greater the connections are that'll grow and, and really bring out the best that fantasy football has to offer. In the next episode, I will dive deeper into Fantasy Football Unlimited, the website, what the, what the brand is, where it's going to go, and all the goals and, and plans we have with, with this podcast as well. In short, the brand was created to do my part in growing the game of fantasy football by sharing resources and recommendations that enhance the fantasy football experience. The goal is to help showcase fantasy resources that people that play the game might not be aware of or may help them take their game to the next level. Why I created it is that I know how much the game has, has had an impact on me and those around me, and I want that for others. I know that there are so many incredible resources and content creators out there that deserve a seat at the table, and I want to help provide a spotlight for them. I want to walk into a live fantasy football draft and see 12 different cheat sheets. I want to see somebody with a football guy's cheat sheet. I want to see somebody with fantasy alarm cheat sheet. Bring on the ESPN, the Yahoo cheat sheets. But how about fantasy pros, the fantasy footballers? So many different content creators are out there, and there is an analyst or a group of analysts out there for everybody that plays the game. And as I said, I'll dive deeper into this in the next episode. But after my experiences with ESPN and at the NFFC and SportsCon, I joined the Fantasy Sports Gaming Association, where I've attended some incredible conferences with industry leaders and the most influential people within the industry. I've learned a lot about where this industry is going, and I'm so excited, and I really want to be a part of it. One of the best examples of how wonderful this industry is is the Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. Attending that event in 2021 and 2022 was definitely one of the biggest highlights I've had within fantasy football. It's just so much fun spending quality time with, with so many great people. It's something I highly recommend if you're interested in contributing in fantasy football when it comes to content. Or if you just love consuming fantasy football content and want to get prepared as best you can for the upcoming season. One highlight for me was meeting the legendary Joe Bryant from Football Guys. 
in 2021, I got a chance to introduce myself to Joe. We shared a, a great conversation about the idea of commissioner content and that kind of stuff. And sure enough, a few months later, Joe reached out to me and, and wanted to bring me on staff at Football Guys to help deliver more commissioner-centric content. So without the expo, that wouldn't have happened. And growing connections and strengthening bonds with other people in the industry, like Scott Fish, has led to some huge events in my time in the fantasy space. Hosting the Seattle Live Draft for SFB12 is truly one of the, the best experiences I've had in fantasy. We went all out for that draft. We had a red carpet out front. I had some amazing people from the Pacific Northwest, including the great Brandon Funston. So fun drafting with him and, and competing in a league with him, given that you know I used to always watch you know, his videos back in the day on Yahoo. If you don't know about the Scott Fish Bowl, it's definitely something you want to take a deep dive on. Such an incredible event in the fantasy industry a pro-am charity tournament that just brings everyone together. Now, all of these fantasy football-related events have inspired me so much. They have led to the start of Fantasy Football Unlimited and the launch of this Fantasy Football Unlimited podcast. I am so excited for the future, for all the people that I'm going to meet along this journey, and can't wait to get things going. I have so many people to thank when it comes to motivation and encouragement. Obviously, my wife and my daughter, they're at the top of the list, and friends, family, obviously JL Showtime and the, the great Dr. Michael Weir. Thank you all for listening today and I can't wait to get things going on the next episode of the Fantasy Football Unlimited podcast. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Unlimited podcast. Until next time, be sure to follow and subscribe to all of FFU's social media accounts for daily content.